So here's the real mystery. How do regular folks like you and me, who have families and real lives, who have careers and regular nine to fives, really fare in the personal finance game? Why are some hugely successful while others fail miserably time and time again? Those are the glaring questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. All right, and welcome to another edition of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. My name is Charles McGill, and I'm so excited to be talking to you guys. Uh, before I get started, let's get make sure that our credit boss, aka credit coach, is in the building. I got to stop messing up these intros. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Eva Palacios, are you in the house? I am. I am. I love it. It's okay to be messing up. Like yeah. I'm not not dramatically, but it's yeah. okay. We exactly. we human beings. This is how yeah. we roll. Yeah, no do overs. So I just got to live with it. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> this, this this is our authentic selves right now. That's right. That's right. It's all good. I hope I hope y'all forgive me. Um, but yeah. So <laughs> we uh we're excited to be talking to you guys today uh, again. We actually are doing this podcast a little bit early because Eva is going on another trip. Um, Eva, where are you headed this time around? Ooh, this time around, we are going to the cold, cold Chicago area. Okay, <laughs> Chicago, shy town. I um, know, I'm not looking forward to being freezing. <laughs> I, no. still miss, I still miss my 80 degree Cancun weather. Oh, yes, yes. Well, you know, I, used, I actually like putting on like winter gear. I like wearing the hoodies and the jackets and the, you know, the boots and, the, you know, the Tims. And I actually don't have any Tims. Let me stop recording. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but I like, I, I like the winter gear. I like the winter gear. I do too. Like it's something about, you know, getting all nice and cozy and bundled. Like I'm like, I'm going to wear my Uggs. Like yeah, my Uggs are my Uggs. boots. Those are yes. so comfy. I like when my wife wears her Uggs though. I don't know. Something about I it. I love my Uggs and yeah. the scarves and the big old puff jacket. Yeah, all there of you it. go. Yes. But, but what I don't like about the cold is I feel the cold slows me down. Mm. Like, I feel that when you're nice and cozy, you don't want to do no work. You just kind of mm-hmm. like, let me just sit here nice and warm. Uh, I don't know. When I, I used to live in New York, man. We don't do that. Man, you still getting it. You still get no matter if it's cold. Actually, when it's, when it's in New York, when it's hot, that's when you feel like you want to slow down. Cause it's, really? It's like really muggy and like, oh, like you... <sighs> It's not, it, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. It's just different. But out there, you're kind of mm. used to that weather. So you're getting it regardless. And yeah, then you, but then you got to deal with snow. Snow slows you down. Now, snow, yeah, <laughs> it just, yeah, it just slows you down. You can't have <laughs> nothing you can do about that. You can't be running late because then you're just not going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Well, so you're going to be going to, to Chicago. So why are you going to yeah. Chi-Town? Oh, man, we're going to check on some real estate stuff we got going on over there. So I'm super excited about that. Mm. So, so I pray everything is on board and looking good. Um, yeah. So you got a few, uh, few investment properties out there, right? Is that correct? Yes. Yes. I got two investment properties out there. Um, they should be on the verge of completion by the time awesome. we arrive. So yeah, walking through some properties, seeing how contractors did their thing and how project awesome. managers did their thing. So I'm pretty excited about that. Sounds and, and we're going to take the whole family. So nice. the kids are excited. Um, yeah, we're just going to, you know, do stuff. 
Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I can't join you guys. I was supposed to, but not going to be able to do it this time around. Uh, but it's all good. I will be on the next trip. Yes. Uh, but yeah. So, you know, in terms of uh, what we're going to talk about today, because we've got a podcast to get to, um, you know, we, we've been talking about, uh, you know, we were just talking about jobs. Um, and so uh, one of the things that we wanted to make sure that, you know, people understood was that, you know, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, whether you're, you know, an entrepreneur or you got a job, not that they're like, you know, they're not mutually better than the other. No, better than the other. No, it's just about quality of life. One thing that we wanted to make clear in terms of getting that quality of life that you want, whether you're self-employed or, or you got a job, it's about, you know, how you handle your finances. It's about that, you know, personal finance, education, and really, you know, how how you do that job, right? <laughs> how you how yes. you do that task. So my question is, you know, you know, in terms of how it's getting done, I guess the better question is first, instead of like, you know, uh how specifically to do it, is who's doing it? Yeah. Who is managing the finances? <laughs> Shoot. I hope whoever is better at it is managing the finances. <laughs> well, let's talk about that's that. That's how it should be. <laughs> let's talk about that a little bit because in my household uh, it's me. Right. And yeah. then I know in your household is you. Um, yeah. and you know, sometimes it sounds like sometimes it comes down to like these, and I hate to say it, but these gender norms, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, traditional, like who handles the finance? I think it's, it's supposed to be, tra- I mean, traditionally men, is that right? Is that, has that been the tradition? That's as far as I know. Yeah. So it's, it's so funny because I was listening to a podcast yesterday and, they were talking about finances and they were talking about, yeah, the whole, you know, quote, quote, roles per se. But yeah, supposedly men are the ones that in in households, the husband or, you know, the male person is the one that handles the money most. Like that's what statistics say. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, where my ladies at? <laughs> what is going on? Like I've always yeah. handled the finances, so I'm oblivious to this. But yeah, supposedly men are the ones. There are a higher percentage rate for them to be the one handling the finances. But here's the key: the reason they are the ones handling the finances is because statistics show that more men are in the workforce while more women are stay-at-home moms or housewives. And since they don't have an income, they automatically give up the role. Mm, yeah. Well, we're and not I'm saying, like, yeah, hmm. we're not saying that's right. We're not saying that that's the way it's supposed to be. It just sounds like that's the way it's been traditionally. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like it's been based on who's making the money, also who controls the money. Yeah. But, is that does that make sense, Eva? That, is that does right? not make sense to me. <laughs> I, I am like, what in the world? No, is this why some marriages fail? Because they say the number one reason to fail marriages is finances, and I'm mm. like. Okay, well, who's handling the money and why? <laughs> no, I don't think it should be just because you're working, you get to call the shots mm. or vice versa. Everybody has their superpower and whoever is the person with the superpower of organization, of loving numbers, of maybe they can dedicate more time to it. Mm -hmm. maybe those are the characteristics of the person that needs to handle the money. 
Yeah, I was going to say that. Like, you know, because if we if we take away this idea that it has to be the money earner or it has to be uh, a specific gender, if we take away those notions, which are absurd notions, right. <laughs> of, right. you know, what are the, the traits? And so you mentioned being organized, uh, yeah. loving money. What other things, you know, do you think would kind of qualify someone to be someone who, you know, who handles the money? Like, what other things should they they should maybe have experienced or you know maybe characteristics they had? What do you think? Um, it you know, and and I have to honestly, and it's weird that I'm going to even say this, Uh-oh. but <laughs> <laughs> like it makes sense for you, Charles, to be handling the money because you are a high C, mm-hmm. and that basically means you're very calculative. You're very, you know. Everything is in order. Double check, triple check, (laughs) making sure that penny is accounted for. Where somebody like me, even though I'm a high D and a high I, yes, I take charge, but sometimes people like me can drop the ball. And and I will vouch, yes, there's some times I end up with a late fee and I'm like, are you kidding me right now, Eva? (laughs) How did that happen? So... Yes. At the end of the day, I I would just hope that you're in a relationship to where you know your roles, you know your superpowers, and you are empowering one another to really excel in those lanes. But yes, whoever's handling the finances, I, I would just speak for me. Yes, has to be organized, has to be a little bit dominant to be able to keep the structure alive, what's coming in, what's going out, what are the due dates, how much goes where, unexpected expense, let's put that in the budget. Like somebody, they have to be very organized and in tune with all of the finances, not just some of the finances. Like, and maybe, I don't know, we can interview a couple where both of them are handling their own monies because in our household, I couldn't even imagine if both parties handled their own monies and how that even works. Like, I'm like, okay, all the monies come in, all the monies go out, here's what's left to go here, here, and here, and this is how it works. Yeah. But yeah. some people do well, it differently. Well, you know, as naturally inclined as it seems like I am when it comes to, you know, numbers and money, which I am, I, I would admit I am good at. <laughs> However, you know, although you may not have, uh, you know, maybe you may have a missed payment because you, uh, you know, may have forgotten. I have a missed payment. And the reason why is because I missed the payment on purpose. Like, <laughs> I knew I was going to miss. <laughs> but that was because, you know, some oh, other stuff miss, have it. We're yeah, gonna we're going to miss that, that one. one. On purpose. But, yes, that's right. <laughs> so, but but for me, like, you know, and I'm able to, yes, be disciplined and, and able to kind of, you know, have that structure. And, and, and because of certain things about my personality, I'm able to maintain it. Um, yeah. I will say this, though, but be, be, also because of my personality, I am uh, risk adverse. So I don't like to take risks and I don't like to do certain things. And because of that, unfortunately, I may miss out on some opportunities because I'm being so cautious or yeah. because I'm not making the decision fast enough. I'm, I'm too busy thinking about it and calculating and analyzing and I should be acting. So there's yes. a balance of all of that. And so, yeah. So, you know, so for me, like my wife, you know, balances me out sometimes 
uh, we have to, you know, we balance each other out because she's more of the risk taker. You know, she loves yeah. taking risks. She loves adventures and just going for it. And yeah, that's Will. Will's yeah, like, <laughs> are we going to do this? I don't care how much it costs. This is what we're doing. I'm like, hold on, hold on. Yeah, 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 let's, yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's find a less expensive route. We can still have a good time, but let's yeah. do this way. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So look, for me and my wife, the way we balance it is, is that I will do all the pros and cons. I'll, I'll you know, put out all the data and I'll say, okay, here it is in front of us. Here's what my recommendation is. But sometimes I need her to actually pull the trigger. I need her to be like, you know what? All right, let's do it. Now, this is the decision, you know? So, <laughs> you know, so we balance each other out. Let's make a decision. Like we spent how many hours with all of this nonsense? Let's pull the trigger. <laughs> let's go ahead and do it. Yes. But at the other end, if it was her managing and we know this, then we may be missing some bills. We may be missing some stuff. We have a good time. We have a lot of fun, but we may not have our house. <laughs> some stuff might get turned off because. <laughs> so, oh, yes. Man. Okay. So, okay. So we got some traits in terms of, you know, like who, you know, what people should have in terms of managing. So yeah. what, what do you think are some of the most important things? Because, you know, obviously, you know, Let's say someone's just single. You know, they don't have, you know, necessarily. Right? It's just uh, them. It's just them. So what and what if, if they don't know how? <laughs> exactly. Like, what if they're a high eye party going, no care in the world. I am just going to make it rain. Yes. With, hey. with my, with my uh, $100 budget, I'm going to make it rain. <laughs> Man. Yeah, what they say, champagne, champagne taste with beer money. Right? Yes, yes. Well, so that's what I'm saying. So how? what is your advice for those people? Like, what are the most important things they should, you know, start to kind of look at if they are someone who maybe not be, you know, maybe not naturally inclined to, you know, yeah. handle the money? Man, I mean, I would just hope that they would... I hope somebody around them is brave enough to tell them, you know, it it looks like you're having lots of fun. However, have you thought about doing these things with your money? And and it's so crazy because I, I honestly think those who have financial knowledge have no problem sharing some secrets and tips and advice. But those who don't, and I would have to say majority of the population doesn't have the confidence in talking about money that they don't talk about money. Mm. So I would just hope that somebody around that type of individual is brave enough to offer recommendations and suggestions and not feel like, you know, they're being bossy about the situation because there are a lot of people that just don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. And until something tragic happens or an unexpected expense happens that wakes them up out of that fun-filled moment, they may not be financially prepared for that. I mean, look look at where we're at right now. Like, why do we see a whole bunch of GoFundMes everywhere? Because nobody is prepared for things that may happen unexpectedly or sometimes you kind of know it's coming but you're still not preparing for it because you're in denial. So those people, one, I hope they've got a circle of someone to empower them or two, they recognize that they want different goals or they have different desires that they actually ask for help or seek the informational you know, the financial coaches, the podcasts, the books, you know, just 
be addicted to learning about money and finances so that they can have, they can start practicing and figuring out what works for them. Hey, quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast. We'll get you right back to it. We just want to spend a few seconds to talk about the Empower You Financial Group on Facebook. This is Eva's private Facebook group where she gives free tips, tricks, and strategies to improve your financial situation. Join the over 1,000 plus member community and see the success stories of people just like you who want to live life on their own terms. Come laugh with us, tell your story, and share your victories. Just search Empower You Financial in Facebook and join our free private group. Oh, and be sure to invite a friend. Well, you know, you make an interesting point here because I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, <clears throat> this idea of financial education because it's not so much about, you know, necessarily the who in terms of the gender roles. It's about how, you know, how well you're educated when it yeah. comes to personal finance. So, so even talk to me a little about that. Why do you think like, why, why don't we learn this? Like, why, you know? <laughs> man, I don't even know. That's that, that, like, man. I honestly think, I mean, you just have to wonder, why aren't they teaching these fundamentals in school? Like, is it a conspiracy? Like, is it <laughs> where the world wants to keep a poverty mindset and to keep people in the dark so that people don't excel and take over the world? Mm, Like, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't teach us about finances, credit, taxes, businesses, how to be entrepreneurs. They don't teach us those things that, man, if we had more of those types of people, I I think we might, you know, it might be a little crazy world. It Mm. definitely would be different. So you just have to wonder why they aren't teaching it And just because they aren't teaching it doesn't mean you shouldn't learn about it or you shouldn't, you know, it's not important because we all are going to be growing up. We all got to move out of our parents' house, you know, hopefully sooner rather than later. But when our parents are no longer around and you got to fend for yourself, how are you going to get by? And then not to mention you start having children and if you don't know, guess what? You're not teaching your children. And yeah. then there goes the vicious cycle of getting stuck in a poverty mindset. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, you know, I, I would say not to, you know, get into too many of the conspiracy kind of theories, but um, <laughs> definitely I think that there's some intentionality around, you know, not educating our kids on finance. And I can tell, I can say this from an educator perspective and a principal. I, you know, was looking to bring in financial literacy courses into our school uh, as a part of our standard uh, curriculum. That's things I was looking at entertaining because it wasn't something that we offered and not something that people traditionally offer. Uh, But if you're intentional enough, you can go find it and can get it. But it it definitely begs the question of why isn't it something that is standard, right? Because, you know, we definitely learn reading uh, we learn math. We learn, you know, these things uh, because they're important. But we also learn a lot about history. We learn a lot about, you know, just different topics that you learn throughout your high school uh, career, you know, yeah. but rarely is it that you learn personal finance. Or or just even life situations, life goals, things like that. Like history is great, but how is history going to help me build a life? <laughs> Like, Mm -hmm. 
how is his, I mean, yeah, you can read about what happened in the past and learn from it yeah, and learn from it. But what can I learn today? That's going to help me advance in the future. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, that's why it's so important, you know, to get that financial education. And, you know, one thing I think that's a, this is an industry I think that doesn't get enough, you know, really credit and enough, um, enough credit, (laughs) enough, uh, (laughs) enough like notoriety, enough buzz is, you know, really people understanding their finances. Like, because the thing is like, I remember you saying this on a previous podcast that it could be, you know, you managing your your own money could be like a full-time job. Yes. So so say more about that. Like why, why would it take so much time and and, and effort to almost feel like a full-time job to be, you know, so financially savvy where you could find yourself with an 800 credit score with investment properties, with, you know, all these different things. Like, tell us more about, you know, what that actually looks like. What is that grind to really like understand, you know, how to manage the finances? Right. Well, the thing is, is that there's so many variables because there are so many variables, different days of the month. You can't just You know, I mean, maybe in certain situations, you can be on the first, you know, get paid on the first, pay all of your bills. And then for the next 29, 30 days, you don't have to worry about finances. But that's not realistic, (laughs) right? Because depending upon how many bills you have, they all have different due dates. Then you've got unexpected expenses that throw a wrench, a curveball in your Mm -hmm. month, depending upon what type of job or income source you might get paid once a month, bi-weekly, whatever, you know, commissions only every three days, whatever, because there's so many moving parts, dependent on your situation, you might be finding yourself looking at your finances every couple of days. Mm. Normally, For those who have traditional jobs and get paid twice a month, every other Friday or every other Wednesday, that pay, I know for me, when I used to work, we would get paid every other Friday. And on one Friday, I would have X amount of dollars and that X amount of dollars will pay these bills. And then the next paycheck will pay the next set of bills. And as long as that remained perfect, <laughs> we'd be golden. Then I would only be managing finances twice a month. Mm-hmm. But life isn't perfect. So, you know, so you get sick. Maybe you lose hours. Now you got to shuffle. Rob Peter to pay Paul. Got to do some. You got to take out a payday advance to mm-hmm. get you the next one. Like it can literally be a full time job. But if you're not in tune with your finances and you're just kind of like, okay, I got this money in the bank. I'm going to pay these bills. Wait till more money comes in, but not really plan those due dates accordingly. Then guess what happens? You miss due dates. You get late fees. They bump up your interest rates. Some may close out your accounts, lower your credit limits. And now it really adds the pressure because now more expenses, less liberty per se. Mm -hmm. Now you really got more work to do. So yeah, it can, it can sometimes be a full-time job depending upon how much you got going on. Yeah. And if you, if you, and the thing is, if you do it incorrectly, 
or you make some mistakes, the world is there to penalize you. Yes, <laughs> those those yes. overdraft fees and any type of stuff, they're they're Ooh. there to get you. And and so so okay, so what what kind of tools would you recommend? What kind of uh, resources would you recommend? Um, you know, maybe physical tools or things that you would, you know, save to, to you know, do, what, what things did you use to kind of help mm-hmm. you stay on track? So for me, I'm old school. I am like, I've got my planner. I've got my calendar system. I, whatever those bills are due, I coordinate them with my paydays. And it was like clockwork. So for me, I got so good at even with the variable expenses, even with the, you know, every six month auto insurance premium, even with the once a year car registration, the once a year homeowner's insurance premium, the twice a year property taxes. I got so good that when those times came, I would already have a budget for it. So when those bills became due, I wasn't running out of money at the end of the month. So for me, I use my old school paper, write things down in my calendar type stuff. Mm. Other people, they are super savvy and they use apps. They use an Excel spreadsheet where they program it, where, you know, payday is X. Here are all the bills. It subtracts it, leaves that running balance. This is what you've got left over to make it to the next payday. So it just really depends on what is easiest for you. And if you can't, if one thing doesn't work for you, don't hesitate to switch it up and do something different. Every person is different. Every person has their own talents and superpowers. They just got to find what works for them. Yeah. So, so what do you do for the people who like, man, I've tried all that. I've tried all that. I've tried everything as far as I know. And I'm a hot mess still. I still can't figure it out. What would you recommend for those people who, you know, they like, man, I just, I don't know. I don't know if I could do this. Yeah. Like, What what would you say to them? That's where you got to consider, highly consider professional, Mm. highly consider getting yourself a coach. You know, yes, of course, it's going to cost money, but what's more expensive, a coach or all them late fees and, and payday <laughs> loan fees and and overdraft fees, you know, like, like, let's be honest, not everybody can manage finances at a certain level. And that's okay. That's I'm, okay. I'm not a doctor. I am not going to diagnose myself <laughs> when I feel sick. I'm going to go to the hospital and have somebody take care of me. That's what you got to do. Don't feel like you got to learn everything. But I will say this. If you are single and you're trying to date, you better better find somebody that's got that superpower. (laughs) (laughs) You might be building a long life with that person. Mm -hmm. Make sure they got that as a quality. Well, you know, Um, I think you make an important important point right here, though, because I think that some people think because, you know, when it comes to like the medical profession, right, they they mm -hmm. obviously society teaches you, hey, if you're sick. And, you know, you got some things going on. Don't try to treat yourself, right? Because that's absurd, right? It's ridiculous. You don't know what you're doing. You know, as much as people, it kind of sounds weird. You don't know your own body, right? You know, not, not, not to a yeah. professional level. And, it, and it, you could actually, you know, do things to harm yourself by not going to professionals right. to diagnose and treat you. So what you're saying is, hey, when it comes to personal finance, we should look at it the same way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. 
blood so that you can really get clarity. And maybe that person can teach you a different way that makes sense. Or maybe you just got to pay them to do your finances for you. I, I know people who do that too. At the end of the day, yes, seek the professionals to nip it in the bud before it gets ugly and worse. Same thing. If you know you're kind of feeling funky and it's a different kind of funky than what you normally feel funky for, go to the doctors. Because guess what? They've got the tools. They've got the machines. They got x-rays, ultrasounds, blood work. They have all of that to properly diagnose you. If you don't go and you continue being in the state that you're in, it's only going to get worse. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, so, and I, and, and, I, and to your point there, I know that we have, um, you know, a webinar coming up where you're going to be talking about this very thing, right? Yes. Uh, we're going to be talking about how to get people right. Um, you know, yes. especially when it comes to, you know, getting into the new year. So tell us more about, you know, what you're going to be talking about in this webinar coming up. Um, you know, how are you going to be educating folks? Man, it, it's, it, it, I am so excited. I am so <laughs> excited. You know, a lot of people, you know, I, I do a lot of credit coaching calls and 95% of, of the time at the end of my call, they're like, okay, when's the next session? Like, when do I check in? Now what? What do I do? What do I do next? This is not, you know, it's one thing when you come to me, I talk to you for an hour and I literally give you the game plan action items on what you need to do to get your scores above a 700, 800 game. But it's a whole nother level when you've got somebody that you can call and be like, okay, I just paid this off. What do I do next? Am I on the right track? Or maybe something's changed. Maybe an unexpected expense came out. Maybe, I don't know, we had a great conversation on how to tackle collections, but now somebody just served you papers with a judgment or trying to sue you. Who are you going to call for advice? I want to be able to provide that monthly mentorship to people. Having that coaching that people need to truly get them from point A to B, B to C, C to D. Help literally go through whatever financial path they're on to reaching their next goals, basically having that in a coaching program. So yeah, that's going to yeah. be awesome because so many people need the accountability. Yeah. Even sometimes that push like, Hey, how them credit goals coming along? Mm -hmm. I messaged three people and they're like, girl, I need to tell you what happened. And I'm like, okay, it's coming. It's coming. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. So yeah, so great. So that, I mean, I'm really excited for that. I'm really excited because it's going to help a lot of people. Um, and so I know that that's going to launch sometime in, um, you know, shortly. It's going to launch shortly. We'll be making yes. some announcements around that um, exactly. But I know... Um, that the webinar specifically is going to be about uh, some training that you're going to be doing. I think it's what credit score, right? We're yes. going to talk about the credit score. We're going to talk about uh, people's goals. I believe yep. there's another thing I, I'm, I'm I'm forgetting right now. Credit card reward game. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. How to that's get right. these credit card companies to pay you some money. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, you know what? Here's the thing, guys. You know, when it comes down to it, uh, you know, personal finance, is something that for a lot of us has been a big mystery, right? Oh. It's been a, it's been a confusing because hey, you know we don't learn in school. Um, nope. Our parents didn't get a blueprint, 
And, you know, sometimes our parents didn't really know what to do. And all we did was just take on the habits that they gave us. And we've learned, you know, that sometimes those things don't work for us and our families. So we're trying to figure things out instead of us trying to self-diagnose ourselves, you know, instead of us trying to, you know, do the work ourselves and figure this thing out. What we're saying is, hey, there's education out there. Definitely go get it. And even still, when you have that education, because, you know, we can we can look up Dr. Google. That tells us a little bit. Right? <laughs> still oh, my gotta gosh. Still got to go to the doctor <laughs> to it, figure it things out. It tells you 20 different things, and then you <laughs> got to fend for yourself and pick which one you think is right. Exactly. So what we're saying here at Empower You Financial is that you have an opportunity uh, with Eva to get that education and to get, uh, you know, that game plan. Um, so, you know, once again, uh, I'll say more probably on the next podcast. Um, uh, and we'll be having some announcements within the Empower You community. So you guys look out for that. Uh, but I know we have a webinar coming up uh, in November. We'll have dates uh, for you guys very soon uh, for Eva just to offer more uh, more game for you guys, which we're really excited about. Yes. And and not just that, more, more of that I, I wouldn't necessarily say handholding, but more of that coaching and guidance that people really need on a monthly basis. We're going to do a monthly Zoom call where we're going to pick a hot topic, allow all the students that are a part of that program, literally ask questions and let's answer any and all financial questions that you may have and really just bring it in a platform where everybody is comfortable about talking about money. Like there are no, you're better, I'm better. We are all going to, I am going to help teach you all so that you guys are all learning together. And sometimes being in that group community Somebody asked a question you never even considered or thought of, but because of the Q&A that's happening in those Zoom calls, you're going to now have more information and bounce more ideas and literally have more golden nuggets to put inside your pockets. Yeah, because I know you're going to be doing case studies there, like really yes. getting into, digging into people's specific uh, situations. And uh, monitoring really progress, exciting. monitoring yeah. progress. Like Absolutely. how much debt did you pay off in the last 30 days? How mm-hmm. much has your credit score improved in the last 60 days? Since we last spoke, what have you done different? Did you put into retirement? Did you buy a car? Did you buy a house? Like we are going to literally buckle down and literally help people tackle those goals. Mm-hmm. Mm, looking forward to that. Yeah. So yes. more details to come, guys, uh, when it comes to um, that uh, specific program and also the webinar. Just wanted to kind of, you know, give you guys a little bit of a heads up that that's coming down. Um, so we're really excited about that. So before we head out, before we head out, uh, I just wanted to give Eva one last chance to to let us know, you know, when it comes down to who's handling the finances, you know, what what, what advice can you give them so that they can be winning uh, if that's their responsibility, if they're like, you know, this is what I'm going to take on, this is my role, uh, yeah. how can we win at this? Absolutely. And I think that if you are in a relationship, it definitely starts with communication. You need to be able to communicate comfortably with your partner about money. Like there shouldn't be any fears of if somebody spent too much money eating out last week, and I don't want to say nothing because I don't want to argue about it. If you have goals that you're trying to achieve, an open discussion should be welcomed. So number one, have that communication with your partner. Number two, don't be afraid to either 
volunteer or volunteer who is the better person to handle the finances. Now, I will say this. You might not be good at handling finances. They may just not want the added stress to handle finances. And if that's the case, then you got to seek professional help to either help you guys work together, figure it out, or hire somebody to help do it for you. For those singles that are out there, same case. Surround yourself amongst people who know how to handle money well, pick up some golden nuggets from them, or hire the professionals to do so. Because at the end of the day, you don't want your situation to end up in the gutter when it could have been prevented because you are willing to open up and literally throw pride out the door and hire the professionals to help you with that guidance. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cause we want you to win at the end of the day. Yes. So thank you guys for listening and we will see you on the next episode. Thanks guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. One of the things that Eva enjoys most about being in personal finance is seeing people win. So if you are looking to improve your credit score because you're ready to make a major purchase, get better rates, or start living life on your own terms, visit Eva at evaempowers.com and schedule a consultation with her so you too can live life empowered.